The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And so happy that you are with us today. As you know, it's the biggest week in racing in North America, perhaps outside of the Breeders' Cup. It is Derby Week, and of course now it's become Oaks and Derby Weekend at Churchill Downs. Brought on three experts. We're going to just break down the Oaks and the Derby from different perspectives. Uh, first with us will be Dan Illman from the Daily Racing Forum. Of course, he's authored several books on handicapping, like Betting Maidens and Two-Year-Olds. And uh, he also put out the DVD on trip handicapping uh, for the Forum back in 2008. And you can often read Dan's columns. Uh, we're going to kind of lean on him a little bit for some of the pedigree background on some of the horses we're going to see on the first Saturday in May. And uh, then I got to see Gary West on the backstretch at Churchill Downs this week. He's always a class act, of course. Uh, He's a frequent contributor to ESPN and uh, was a regular columnist for the Dallas Morning News and Fort Worth Star-Telegram. We're going to kind of let Gary be our eyes and ears on all the things that he saw on the backstretch. He's there before the sun comes up every morning. And then a gentleman who's known for picking winners, particularly in the Midwest, Dan Cronin. His nickname is Keeneland Dan, as his Twitter followers know him. And... uh, Cronin has given out a slew of winners, uh, not only on winning ponies, but to his friends that like to like to call him every now and then and uh, tap him for a win or two. So uh, uh, Dan Cronin, we're going to lean on him basically for the handicapping angles on the Derby and the Oaks. Now, before we uh, move along with some of the news of the week, I want to tell you all that Winning Ponies is having a free handicapping contest. So go to winningponies.com. And uh, we're going to be giving out $300 in cash as the top prize. What we need you to do is come to our website and then give us your top four finishers and put in the final time because should you have the Superfecta, the final time will be the tiebreaker. Again, $300 in cash to the top prize. Second is we're going to give you $100 in winning credits for Winning Ponies Easy Win Forms. Uh, third place will get 50 winning credits. And fourth and fifth, you're going to get a beautiful full-color Cody calendar uh, donated by Curtis Cody of Cody Photography. And uh, you can also just put in the final time, and you're going to walk away with a Winning Ponies ball cap. So it, it's free, it's easy, it's fun. Give it a shot. Well, uh, who won't be given a shot for the opportunity to win the Kentucky Derby will be Hopportunity. 
a horse that was runner-up to the favored California Chrome in the Santa Anita Derby. Of course, he won the Rebel Stakes impressively. He was scratched from the Derby on Thursday morning. That's right. That is today because of an issue with a left front foot. Uh, he uh, was suspected of it. They took him out. They kind of walked him around a little bit. And uh, Baffert says for precautionary reasons, he's going to send him to uh, Rudin Riddle Equine Hospital in Lexington, Kentucky, for a full evaluation. But uh, Baffert's really kind of uh, uh, playing it down and uh, doesn't feel like it's going to be uh, too much of an issue. Does want to get him checked out because he's such a valuable horse. But he says if it heals as good and as quick as he thinks it can, he's already thinking Preakness stakes for opportunity. So let's hope that is the case, that it is a minor, minor injury, and glad that he did uh, catch it on time. So opportunity is out. Well, you know, we had the point standings. We talked about that so much over the past couple months. And um, basically we said 20 points will probably get you in. Well, it will get you in. As a matter of fact, with 20 points, Pablo Del Monte, because of the scratch of opportunity, Gets into the field, he will now draw the outside post. He was the also eligible. As far as the points leaders, it was California Chrome with 150, Vickers in Trouble with 120, Dance with Fate 108, Wicked Strong 102, and Samarat 100 tied with Danza. So uh, those are a look at the uh, horses who got in on the point system. Now, a horse that will be getting in with a new owner will be General A-Ride. It looks like Starlight Stable and Sky Chai Racing have purchased General A-Rod, uh, who won the Gulfstream Park Derby, and so they're going to have uh, several interests. Starlight Managing Partner Jack Wolf said Mike Maker's going to stay on as the trainer of General A-Rod, at least through the Derby. Uh, this is a son of Roman ruler out of a Dynaformer mare. Uh, he also finished second in the uh, Fountain of Youth and third in the Florida Derby. So uh, getting into the game, if you got enough money, you can get into the Kentucky Derby by purchasing one. You can also purchase a new set of silks for the Kentucky Derby because there's going to be a new kind of jockey silks that's going to be debuting at Derby. Now, you remember, oh God, what was it, uh, over a decade ago uh, when there was a change in the dynamic uh, silks uh, that came out and a lot of people used them and then they went back to the regular ones but they they say that there's a, a new silk out that it's a fabric that's textured like a golf ball with dimpling that moves across the air with minimal resistance uh they're called speed silks jockey silks uh, they also have helmet covers and pants and some of the biggest names in horse racing are using them. Bob Baffert, Ken Ramsey, uh, Bodie Miller, Bill Kastner, Mike Pegram. Uh, they uh, also, because of their texture, give them creative options for how they want to design them. And uh, in the Derby, uh, horses that will be wearing them will be uh, Vickers in Trouble, uh, She Too, and We Miss Artie. So the form-fitting silks are made of Aereo Dimplex. That's the new word. So we'll see if it makes a difference at the wire on the first Saturday in May. Well, just prior to the races moving down to Churchill Downs, of course, we closed out the powerful spring meet at Keeneland, and they finished with some pretty solid figures. Uh, the on-track attendance 
uh, totaled 270,000, besting the previous 15-day meet record of 269,000. The average daily attendance of 18,000 is the highest ever recorded at Keeneland. So uh, they do a great job, as we said a month ago when we uh, interviewed uh, Amy Gregory, uh, at bringing people out to the track. Of course, uh, Keeneland, again, one of the classiest tracks in the country. And uh, closing it out, Julian Lay Peru had been away for a while, came back and dominated the spring meet. And we had Stuart Elliott on the program just three weeks ago, uh, first time ever that he was riding on a regular basis in Kentucky. He ended up finishing second in the jockey standings. Not bad at all. The leading trainer honors, they went right down to the wire. Mark Cassie scored two wins on closing day to pull away from Ken McPeak and Wes Ward. So congratulations to him. And John Oxley won five races, giving him his fourth title as the leading owner. Well, uh, don't forget there is an undercard on uh, both Derby and Oaks Day. And uh, we've got a good one tomorrow, and that's going to be the Ali Sheba. It's a, it's a grade two, 300,000 at a mile and a 16th, and this race has drawn Will Take Charge, My Loot, and Normandy Invasion. Some uh, big names, and it's so good to see these horses staying in training as older horses. Of course, the headliner definitely Will Take Charge, recent game winner of the Oak Lawn Handicap after finishing second to game on Dude in the Santa Anita Handicap. So that's on the undercard. Just some fantastic racing over over the next two days. Uh, before uh, we uh, move much fo- farther, I do have to give a tip of the cap to my good friend, Ed Meyer. We handicapped last week. Ed was our guest handicapper, and uh, he uh, pulled out the winner in the very full field of the Dixiana Elkhorn at Keeneland. And Ed gave us Unitarian. He loved Javier Castellano. He said, throw out the last race, go back to its races at Gulfstream. And it was a good idea to throw it out. I hope you were listening to Ed because in the Elkhorn, Unitarian with Javier Castellano came home at 18 to 1. Ed Meyer, way to go, 38.80. He gives out the winner to our friends at Winning Ponies. And uh, I perhaps you had him tied up with Ward Dancer, who was second. And in the third spot was the slight tepid favorite, if you call 9-2 to two a favorite, in Temerane. So that was the outcome of the Elkhorn. And congratulations to Ed Meyer. Again, we also announced that Ed will be our new track announcer at North America's newest racetrack, and that is Belterra Park. Uh, the Derby Trial, a very interesting race last week. As a matter of fact, uh, it's going to cost Rosie Napravnik a couple of days. Hope you got a chance to watch this race. It was a ding-dong daddy coming down the lane. Of course, everyone was awaiting the appearance of Bayern, who uh, was coming out of the Arkansas Derby third spot, put blinkers on for Baffert, Rosie Napravnik. First ride, Gary Stevens had been riding this horse, and it looked like uh, 
she got the job done with a little rough riding. There was, it was tried to go wire to wire, but was brushed repeatedly uh, through the stretch with embellishing Bob out of the Steve Margolis barn, Brian Hernandez up on a embellishing Bob. And uh, there was bumping down through the lane and Rosie and Bayern were taken down. So embellishing Bob got the job done at five to one. Bayern moved down to second, and in the third spot was Meiosis Dan. So Rosie is going to get days, but she will not lose her mounts on Derby Day or Oaks Day. And then the uh, third race that we uh, headlined last week uh, from Santa Anita was the last. Tycoon, the winner there, Quick Casablanca, upset at sixteen to one with Joe Talamo in the saddle over Fire with Fire and Rookie Sensation. So uh, Rosie will serve those days out next week, but she will not hurt serve those days out over the weekend. So good news for her. Uh, again, we're uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Dan Illman. Gary West and Dan Cronin coming up here shortly with us. And uh, just want to give you some uh, derby doings of my own. I was down there this week and uh, just giving you some eyeball look at some of the horses that were impressive. Uh, one is the lightly raced Danza out of the Todd Pletcher barn, a chestnut colt by Street Boss, uh, looked absolutely marvelous in the mornings and from going online and looking at some of the other uh you know clockers and uh railbirds uh most people very impressed with danza of course uh he's only won two races in the career but the arkansas derby was a big powerful win joe bravo will be in the saddle on saturday and uh, he did get a nice rail trip, but he also got a 102 buyer. Danza looking very, very good. Uh, other horses who I thought were impressive uh, were Candy Boy. Um, still, I pray this horse goes off at 20 to 1 with Gary Stevens because this guy's going to have a, have a few dollars on him. But Candy Boy uh, looked very good in the mornings when I had a, had a chance to see him. Uh, another horse. Uh, who has been impressing a lot of people in the morning, is Intense Holiday. Of course, the son of Harland's Holiday was very impressive with a huge stretch run in the Risen Star, ended up running behind Vickers in trouble in the Louisiana Derby. He drew the 16 post in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but uh, visually, he looked very, very good in the morning. Uh, metal count, Dale Romans, kind of old school. He's running this horse, ran him April 4th, came back April 12th, finishing second in the bluegrass behind Dance with Fate. A metal count looking pretty good in the morning. Of course, Dance with Fate, I didn't get a chance to see him. He came in a little bit later in the week, uh, though people say even though he seems to be a polytrack horse, he doesn't look too bad in the morning over the Churchill Strip. Ride on Curlin gives a good presence to himself, too, son of Horse of the Year, Curlin. So uh, those are just uh, one handicapping guy, Railbird's view. Uh, Of course, we're going to lean a little bit on Gary West later in the show to see uh, what he thought about the horses. He was there all week long, uh, again, from the sun up to the end of the last works. But before that, we're going to get a chance to talk to our friend Dan Illman from the Daily Racing Forum. So that's a look at last week's uh, races that we handicapped and national news. 
Coming up, Dan Elman from the Daily Racing Forum. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and on Derby Week, we like to go to the top, and you can't get much better than the handicapping editor from the Daily Racing Forms news desk, Dan Illman. Uh, he's been an author, and uh, you can see him online. You can see him on television, and most of all, you can listen to him on Winning Ponies. Dan, thanks so much for taking the time to be on with us this week. John, thanks so much for having me. It's always uh, great to be talking to you, especially Kentucky Derby Week. Absolutely. Well, I really enjoyed, of course, uh, I've always been a, a student of the breeding game, and I love what you, the Daily Racing Forum has done with, uh, with taking over a, kind of a keener interest, I think, with its uh, breeding section. Uh, now that uh, maybe Mark Simon's over there and some of the other guys, but I know you're a big part of it, and I really enjoyed your, your, your derby angles, Illman on pedigree this week, because I, I have to admit, if I go Turn the clock back, I'll say, 20 years ago. You know, it was pretty much this past week what you were doing was you were reading Dr. Stephen Roman. You were looking at the – I believe you had to win a grade one as a two-year-old or a graded stakes as a two-year-old. And then you had all these dosage uh, profiles. 
and that, uh, you know, w- with its blessed wisdom, would tell you who was going to win the Kentucky Derby. And I have to admit, you, you just don't see the attention brought to that anymore. Uh, the center of distribution, the dual qualifiers, um, crosses and nicks, you, you, it seems like we're getting away from that a little bit. And a, a, as you pointed out in, in, in your column, there's certainly uh, a horse who uh, probably would not have fallen within the range of uh, uh, the, the expert, the pedigree expert's views as far as his chances in the Kentucky Derby, and that would be one California Chrome. Well, certainly. I mean, if you look at California Chrome's pedigree, and as I mentioned uh, in the article, and um, uh, well, I watched California Chrome in the Del Mar Futurity last year, and boy, did he have a terrible trip, and I said to myself, who, who is that? I think I just happened to catch the stretch run, and I said, that might be my derby horse. Look at all that trouble that horse had. Let me look at his pedigree. And I saw Lucky Pulpit out of a not-for-love mare, and I said, that's not a derby pedigree. And as I wrote in the column, I didn't make a future wager on California Chrome in the summer, and I haven't slept since. <laughs> because he's just been awesome in his last few races, and you look at his pedigree, Lucky Pulpit, I think, won three sprint races, two on the grass. He wasn't a bad horse. He just doesn't scream distance. And when you think not for love, you think precocious two-year-old sprint types, and California Chrome has certainly outrun his pedigree, and I think the reason why we haven't seen the dosage index or the dual qualifiers getting as much mainstream press as it has in the last few years is simply because we've seen horses like Smarty Jones, who was his broodmare sire, well, it was Smile, and if we all remember Smile, he was a crack sprinter. The Smile grandbabies aren't supposed to go a mile and a quarter, but Smarty Jones did. And and sort of one after another, these derby rules are broken, and I think we're learning a good horse can come from just about anywhere, and we're certainly seeing that with California Chrome. And, and I think you'll recall, too, Dan, as a student of, of pedigree, that it seemed like after there was a derby winner that broke the rules, in a year or two they would tweak that sire a little bit to all of a sudden make that horse eligible. Sure. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think that might have discredited, I hate to say discredited, but maybe it did just a little bit discredit the dosage index in the center of distribution. But we also have to remember one thing. As the generations of the American breed keep going onward and onward, and it's geared more towards speed and more towards the marketplace, there are fewer and fewer of these long-distance stallions that we can depend on. I mean, how many 8P Indies who is, uh, you know, not active anymore? How many of they are out there that we can know for a fact are going to get these 10 furlong stallions. Most of the stallions out there, sprinters, milers, horses that didn't run a lot, they did just enough to get to stud. So really the breeding game nowadays is a lot more of a question mark than it was in the past when you had these sires that you could count on year after year after year. Exactly. Now, there's still a few that you look at that that that, that have just left us, perhaps like a Dynaformer that seems sure. to put a good a good base into these horses, but uh, theatrical, perhaps. Um, but you're absolutely right. You know that the the breed has changed, and you can't just put your finger on a stayer. Certainly, uh, if we can uh, take a quick look at at the Kentucky Oaks, uh, it, it seems to me. A sire that's really putting his stamp on North America right now is Tappet, and uh, untappable with her outside post in the Oaks, I still feel that she might be untouchable. She's been awesome. 
I have to agree with you. She's the horse to beat. I'm not sure she's the horse to bet. You don't bet four to five on a filly trying a mile and an eighth for the first time from post 13. I did a little bit of research on post 13 in a mile and an eighth races at Churchill Downs, and since 1991, they are 0 for 17. Post 12 and out at a mile and an eighth at Churchill Downs are 3 for 70. These are not good stats for a horse that's going to go odds on. But when you watch Untappable's last two races, you have a feeling that if it wasn't for these derby point systems and perhaps if it was for graded earnings, Untappable would be in the big dance on Saturday and she would take money and a lot of folks would be considering her a contender in the Kentucky Derby. She's simply the most talented filly in the Oaks. I don't want to have a lot of money on her at a short price doing things she's never done before from a tough outside post position. I don't want to have a lot of money in against her because I think she's simply the best filly. But a couple of fillies that I do want to mention, at horses there are going to be big prices, and whether you want to use them to complete the exact or trifecta or maybe even use in multiple race wagers and try to blow this whole thing up, the number five, thank you, Mary Lou, is bred to go a mile and an eighth at least. She's by Birdstone out of a Menifee mare. She's getting back to the surface which she prefers, and that is dirt. She was a winner two starts back sprinting at Gulfstream. She came from off the pace over a speed-favoring track. And I like what Michael Maker did. He ran her in the Ashland um, over the synthetic, which I don't think she likes that much. And she was far from disgraced that day. She's getting back to dirt. It's her third start off a long layoff, and she's 30 to 1 for the Ramses, Leperu, and Maker, which probably means she won't be 30 to 1, but she should be at least 15 to 20. And unbridled forever last fall was the hype horse because her damn Lemons Forever, of course, won the Kentucky Oaks. And she has this regal pedigree. And then she was uh, humiliated by untappable and humbled in the fairgrounds oaks. But if you think a mile and an eighth and 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 that tough post position for untappable is going to hurt her, Unbridled Forever has the chops to win a race like this. She was able to buy her 96 at Churchill Downs as a two-year-old. She's 12 to 1 on the line for Dallas Stewart. You might want to consider her as well. But, John, I agree with you. Uh, Untappable just might be unstoppable. Well, again, and there's a lot of value underneath. Well, uh, in the time that I have, uh, Dan Illman from the Daily Racing Forum right now, let's get into the big one, the Kentucky Derby, 140 years. Uh, you know, right now, obviously, you know, we've, we've mentioned California Chrome. It looks like the bullet's on his back. Uh, the question is first race outside of California and from reading and listening to some of the people that have seen him uh, yes he looks good but they seem that there's been some skittish points and uh, you, you know they're bringing him to the paddock every day um, you just don't know how he's going to react to the crowd certainly he seems to be the best of the three year olds yeah, your read on the derby while well, I've still got you for about four minutes Dan mm-hmm. okay uh, my read on California Chrome is basically I look at Untappable in the Oaks, I look at California Chrome in the Derby, and I see pretty much the same horse. They're the best horse on papers. They're going to be way too short a price to take on the win end, and there are question marks. California Chrome has been awesome in his last two races at Santa Anita, and in Santa Anita, dirt routes this winter and spring, speed ruled. And California Chrome was on the lead in both of those races. We'll see how he handles a presumably deeper track at Churchill Downs. I have I happen to believe he's the best horse, and I happen to believe he's going to win this race. 
I have to use a couple of others underneath, of course. That's the only way you can make money in a race like this. I know you mentioned Candy Boy before. I'm a big fan of his, and I wouldn't be surprised if he runs well. I think they're going to take him back. He was way too close to the pace. I think Wicked Strong is coming into his own. This is a horse that was a head case as a two-year-old, John, and he put it all together on the Wood Memorial last time out. You give him a little bit of pace, he'll come running at the end. Uh, Wicked Strong's going to get pace from post-20. He's just going to get his feet under him out of the gate, watch the others go, and see if he can work out a trip under Rajiv Mirage. He is very, very logical. And a horse that's been knocking the observer's socks off down there is Danza. We'll see how far he wants to go. He had a perfect trip in the Arkansas Derby, but he supposedly has held his flesh really well. He is looking great. And this horse doesn't have to be 100 lengths out of it. He is interesting for Todd Pletcher. Quick, I want to talk about one bomb. I always have to throw one ridiculous long Ooh. shot in when I talk Ooh. to you, John. And the number three, Uncle Sai, I think is an extremely talented horse. I'm not sure if this race is made for him, considering he's a speed horse with other speed. And a mile and a quarter might be pushing it as he's by Indian Charlie. There is stamina on the bottom of this pedigree. But he is a very game horse. And if they somehow leave Uncle Sai alone at 35 or 40 to 1, I wonder if he could hold on for a piece of this. For me, I hate to pick the chalk. I know your listeners want some strong, strong opinions. For me, it's sort of a watch race. California Chrome, I think, is going to win. I'm going to use Wicked Strong. I'm going to use Danza. And I might fool around with good old Uncle Cy underneath. (laughs) Well, uh, I I will tell you, I I was down there earlier in the week, and, uh, boy, Danza is really gorgeous, fleshed together well. I mean... Uh, they almost can't restrain him. He, he has a huge, beautiful stride. Uh, he, he's a gorgeous chestnut, and uh, I, I know he's only had four lifetime races. He did, he did race twice at two and, and, and won at two, and I'm sure you watched him run in the Saratoga Special. Sure. Uh, he, he looked awful good good in the morning, and I, I would not leave him off my ticket. And you um, know, his, his PPs look strikingly similar to that of Grindstone, who was trained by Pletcher's mentor, Wayne Lucas. I believe Grindstone might have had one or two more races, but lightly raced to two, a long layoff, maybe only two or three preps coming into the Derby, and he was sitting on go for the Derby. All he needs is a trip. He's a very, very talented horse. He was against a speed-favoring track and was a strong rallying third in the Saratoga Special last year. Now, um, let me get your read on, on two horses who were, quite frankly, very impressive in their last starts, but both of their last starts were on synthetic surfaces, and that was We Miss Artie coming out of the spiral and Dance with Fate in the bluegrass. Well, I way prefer Dance with Fate because Dance with Fate hasn't been exposed on dirt. In my opinion, the evidence just isn't there. He's run twice on dirt. He ran okay in the front runner, and he raced without Lasix in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Uh, I think he'll get a distance. The way he finished off the bluegrass was striking. I think they always wanted to run him here. They were saying that they were wavering. I think he's a very dangerous horse. As for Wee Miss Artie, boy, he's supposed to be a synthetic turf horse. We saw him in the Kitten's Joy on turf. He couldn't get past Storm and Inti at a mile and a 16th. And in the spiral, it looked like he was beaten, and Harry's Holiday just stopped that last 16th of a mile. We miss Artie has to improve by leaps and bounds. He's 50-1 to 1 on the line, and deservedly so. I think he might make a nice synthetic turf horse down the road. But if you're looking for a horse that may be... Uh, He's a little dirtied up on form on dirt. It's Dance with Fate, who is a, it's supposedly another horse that's looking very well in the morning. Well, it's it's going to be very interesting. I mean, the game has changed so much with these horses coming in 
off the synthetic tracks. I mean, it's not like you really want to just give your horse a prep before uh, the derby, but it seems like some people have elected to go that way, and perhaps it's not that important that they really win the race. It's just a matter that they get a good tightener into their colt. Oh, absolutely. And, and getting back to pedigree, just for a brief instant, we've got two horses in this race, Shitu and Wildcat Red, who have fascinating pedigrees. Both are by sprint sires, and if you just look at their sires, you figure there's no way they can get a mile and a quarter, and both of their dams won at a mile and a quarter. It's a very strange pedigree. I have a feeling that both will fall a little bit short at a mile and a quarter, but interesting nonetheless. And you mentioned Dynaformer at the beginning with uh, Metal Count. Dynaformers certainly do well at a mile and a quarter. The question is, do the dynaf- are the Dynaformers simply a little bit better on turf? We'll find that out with Metal Count as well. Well, uh, Dan, I can't, uh, I can't uh, thank you enough for uh, the time that you've spent with us. Um, any things that we should be watching with the, the daily racing form? Is, is DRF live? And I'm sure the answer to this is yes. Uh, going to be very active on Oaks and Derby Day because very I active. love that Beginning segment. 9 a.m., John, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, uh, we will be uh, on the scene at Churchill Downs watching from everywhere. All of our handicappers, all of our riders will be discussing the races. We'll be giving out handicapping opinions, maybe some pick three, pick four tickets, plenty of formulator fact data. Uh, if you can't be at the track, if you happen to be out, check on your phone for DRF Live. We will give you all of the up-to-date coverage of the happenings at Churchill Downs on both Oaks and Derby Day. It really uh, is a fantastic element to what you've added to the form. I mean, uh, on days I can't make it, I feel like I'm actually just sitting in the press box with these guys. They really stay on top of it. Well, you know, we love it, and these are the weekends that we live for, you know, big uh, big crowds, big national attention. We want this game to grow because we love it and we're passionate about it, and hopefully we'll see a star or two over the next couple of days. Well, uh, hopefully we will. Uh, we've been talking with uh, Dan Illman from the Daily Racing Forum. I love having you on as a guest and really appreciate you uh, taking the time, and I hope you have a great Oaks and Derby weekend. Hey, John, good luck to you and all the listeners out there. I really love the show. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you so much. We've been talking with Dan Elman, and we want to remind you that here at Winning Ponies, you can get in on a free contest this week uh, right up to just uh, before uh, post time of the Derby. It, uh, the top four finishers is what you need to, to put in. You'll, if you go to winningponies.com, you will see... Uh, the outline there, you just have to uh, line in. doesn't cost you anything. First winner, 300 in cash. After that, $100 in winning credits for the easy win forms. And third place, 50 winning credits for the easy win forms. Fourth and fifth, we'll get beautiful uh, Cody calendars, nice horse racing calendars, nice and big. You can put all your birthdays and anniversaries on there. And the closest final time winner will get a winning ponies ball cap. All right, well, we're reaching out to Gary West. If we don't get him, hopefully we'll get Keeneland Dan. Um, I believe that uh, we'll probably go with Dan first and see if we can't round up Gary. Until then, you're listening to Winning Ponies, and it's Oaks and Derby weekend, ladies and gentlemen. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No 
holds Bart. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, you know, a lot on this show, we we talk about bloodlines. And, uh, you know, if you want to talk bloodlines, there's uh, uh, our next guest is going to be a son, a legendary handicapper, Hap Cronin. And certainly if you live anywhere in the greater Cincinnati area, that name is no stranger to you because uh, the Cincinnati Bearcat coach who's just done an outstanding job with his basketball team is Mick Cronin. Uh, this is his, his brother Dan is with us, and what's great is you, you have no idea how many people came out of the parking lot of River Downs, like track announcer Terry Wallace uh, yeah, yeah, we used to work here, and of course the, the, the Cronins used to work at River Downs, and of course now they're never going to be able to call it River Downs again because as of today it, it has been christened Belterra Park. So with us right now, a top handicapper, a fun guy to talk to about racing, is Dan Cronin. Dan, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Been a long day, but a, a fun one and a profitable one today so far at Churchill. So uh, I've had a good week so far, so I'm excited about the weekend. I'd I, I like to hear that. Well, I'll tell you what, since the races we're going to be talking about are going to be taking place down there at Louisville, have you noticed anything about how the track's playing? Though I know that can change overnight down there. Yeah, it's it's funny how it changes so fast down there, but uh, I think so far you you don't want to be too far back on the dirt um, unless it's one of them flat mile races, you know, where they can come from way back because they go so fast in the first quarter. But you know, the regular sprints, those horses are all stalking. You don't you don't want to be way ba- way back. That's for sure. Very interesting. Well, again, we'll we'll see how that changes. I know there was some moisture in the track. Earlier, earlier in the week, and a lot of times, and I'm sure you've seen it. It seems as you get closer and closer to the Derby and the Oaks, that the times 
get a little bit faster. Not that they're trying to set a track record, but the track just seems to get tighter as the week rolls on on Derby Week. Yeah, that's that's the exact truth too. There's been many Derby days where you couldn't be anywhere near the front because they had it so fast they'd go they'd go in twenty to the quarter on some of them sprints, and you just knew they had to come from the clouds. It was like. If I remember the the Derby with Barbaro, we were down there. I think whoever was last turning for home in all eight dirt races won the race. Wow! So you just don't know sometimes. Well, uh, just so you know, uh, you can uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your background. I know that you you've turned into an excellent handicapper. And as a matter of fact, I was watching a television station about three weeks ago in Cincinnati, and the sports guy, as he's signing off, says, "And by the way." I want to give a shout-out to Dan Cronin. He really helped me nail the pick six today. So, obviously, you're doing pretty well, and you're giving it out to some of the top guys in the city. Tell us about your background. Well, what we started doing about, I guess it's been about five months now, is I've got about 50 guys. And what we do is whenever there's a carryover, we'll put up 50, 100, 150 a, a piece. Instead of getting three or four guys to put in big money, you know, we just kind of expanded it to let the smaller player have a little bit of fun on a pick six too, you know, to be able to make a five or six grand ticket. And we've already hit three tickets, uh, 75 grand, 65 grand, and 40 grand um, in just a four-month period. So it's just exciting. You know, you put in 50 bucks, you get back 500, but you can go to the bar and tell everybody you hit the pick six. <laughs> hey, well, I got news for you. I'm going to email you my phone number. I want to get in on this, all right? All right. Sounds good to me. I mean, and the funny thing is we've got guys all over the country. we got a couple guys in California. we got a well-known guy from, from New Orleans. We've got, I mean, we've got guys from all over the place. we got about four or five from New York. And, you know, that's what Twitter does. You know, social media just brings us all together, and you know, with the with the power of all these different ADWs now, you can just you know pull your money together, make one ticket, and disperse it right back out, and everybody's happy. All right. Well, listen. Let's see if we can't make some uh, winners from winning ponies happy. We're going to go to the 140th. Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs. As I spoke earlier, I really think that the, the post-position draw was a pretty fair one. Um, perhaps the connections of Vickers and Trouble uh, wouldn't agree with me. But other than <laughs> yeah. that, it seems like it's a pretty decent draw. You've got your speed on your inside. Your mid-pack and closers seem to be, for the majority, parked on the outside. So from that, I don't see a huge advantage or disadvantage for anybody other than Vickers and Trouble. Um, as you look at this race, Dan Cronin, uh, how did you handicap it, and how do you see it uh, developing? Well, I, I think we still need to find out if Pablo Del Monte is going to run or not, because I think that has a lot to do with the pace, because he's going to come flying out of there. And if he doesn't run, I'm not seeing the fast pace that a lot of handicappers across the country are talking about. You know, a lot of people are saying this pace meltdown. You know, if Del Monte doesn't run, I don't see anybody that's going to go sub 46 and turn this into a meltdown. I, I see it more in the, in the 46 and 4, 46 and 3 range, where if California Chrome doesn't run rank, uh, he's going to be in front turning for home. Now, that last furlong, I don't know if he's going to be able to hold off these three or four closers that are going to be running at him, but, you know, I... I just think the California horses are a little bit better than the than the East Coast horses this year, and we're we're going to find out in a couple of days. 
Uh, we will. You know, if he doesn't step on his pedigree, he certainly looks like the now horse. Obviously, because of that, a lot of people are, are go- going to be keying him. I want to know uh, who right. your, your long shot or, shall I say, horses you would put underneath or here, Dan, I'm handing you 100 bucks. Give me your try. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put these four horses on top. I'm going to put California Chrome, Danza, Wicked Strong, and Dance with Fate on top. Those are going to be my four on top. And then in the second hole, I'm going to put Intense Holiday, and I'm going to add Metal Count. And then third, I'm depending on if I'm winning or losing on the day, I'm either going to take all or just take those same six again for third. Uh but I think I think we got the winner in, in the top four. I I just don't see anybody else winning this race besides Chrome, Danza, Wicked Strong, or Dance with Fate. Interesting, Dance with Fate uh, coming off the poly at Bluegrass. But I have to admit, it w- it wasn't it was an impressive performance. Well, I keep going back and looking at that race when he beat California Chrome last year, and I know it was on poly track. But if you go back and watch that replay, he had one of the worst trips you could possibly have for a horse and he flew down the lane and and he went by california chrome like he wasn't even there and since then he's worked great at santa anita he's looked good on the churchill uh dirt and you know if he had a great dirt prep he wouldn't be 15 or 20 to one you know he'd probably be six or eight to one so you know the mystery is why you're getting the bigger price and if you're betting tries or supers you know that's what you want and if he doesn't fire we got three other ones anyway now, as fast as you went with those picks, give them to me one more time. Give them to my listeners one more time. We already know California Chrome, Dance with Fate. What were the other two as I'm flipping through my program? Uh, Danza and Wicked Strong. Okay. I yeah, think well, one of those four are going to win the Derby. I have a hard time arguing with you. The only other horse I'd put in there, quite frankly, Dan, would be Candy Boy. He's kind of impressed me all week long. So uh, we, we, will, uh, we will find out. But either way, Dan, I'm glad you had a great day today, and I hope that you have a fantastic uh, Oaks Day and Derby Day, super undercard, and I know you've been killing them, and I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us here on Winning Ponies. Now the question is, can we beat the favorite in the Oaks to get a nice Oaks Derby double again? I think we can. Well, the only thing I think can hurt her is her post position. Other than that, I think she's pretty dominant. Uh, if you can give it to me in 30 seconds, who do you think can beat her? I think there's two fillies that can definitely beat her. I think Rosalind can beat her just like Princess Silmar did last year, coming late down the middle. And then I think there's a sleeper in there, Unbridled Forever, that's going to be about 15-1. to 1 that was moving right with untappable and just came up a little short in her first start. You know, now she's got a start under her belt and Dallas has been known to do it and she's out of lemons forever. Mama did it. Why can't she? Yeah, absolutely. People forget lemons forever won the uh, Kentucky Oaks. You're right about that. When I saw that, I'm like, Whoa, you got to take a second look at this horse. (laughs) Well, Dan, thanks so much for taking the time. And once again, really happy for the success you're having. And I look forward to having you back on the show. And sad to say you'll never be at River Downs again, but I hope to catch up with you at Belterra Park. Right. We'll be there. Thanks, John. All right. We'll be looking for you. We've been talking to Keeneland Dan, Dan Cronin. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Gary West. He's our eyes and ears on the backstretch at River Downs, (laughs) at River Downs, at Churchill Downs. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Go 
is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, let's get right to Gary West. He's one of the class acts of thoroughbred racing. For years, the regular columnist for the Daily Morning News and the uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram. You'll uh, be able to read some of his work on ESPN. But I got to see him this week on the backstretch at River Downs. Gary West, I know you've been there all week long. Thanks for being with us on Winning Ponies. My pleasure, John. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I enjoy talking to some of the top guys in the sport, and so glad that, that you you jump in with us here on Winning Ponies to share with our listeners. Well, uh, you know, you were there all week long. You, you're watching the horses out there. I know you have a keen eye. It goes back to the days when when even your father was a jockey. Can, can you tell me maybe the top four or five horses that that visually for you were impressive this week at Churchill Downs? Okay. Um, well, the, probably the most impressive horse I've seen this week has been the filly in the Oaks in Tampa. Uh, she goes out first thing in the morning about 6 o'clock, 6.15, and she had an outstanding workout, I think, uh, on Sunday, I guess it was. She went a half and 48 and change, and the exercise rider just didn't move on her at all, and she was full of energy. Uh, she could have gone around again. She was eager to get the work started. And if there's a chink in her armor, it is that. She is tightly wound, and she tends to get uh, a little anxious and bad or washy. And um, with 100,000 people there, perhaps, tomorrow, uh, she's going to be uh, testing her own, um, I think, equanimity. So, so we'll see what happens there. But she is a tremendous racehorse, and uh, she's certainly one of the most impressive, uh, perhaps the most impressive horse I've seen all week. I was very impressed with the two Pletcher horses when they worked. I believe it was Sunday, um, and that was Danza and Intense Holiday. Intense Holiday worked in company with Venus Hardy, who had 
wasn't very interested in doing much and just uh, totally um, drew away from him and uh, uh, galloped out very strongly. And then Danza worked in company um, with uh, Vince Ramos, and what was impressive about that move to me was uh, he seemed full of run all the way down the lane and in a deep stretch, I guess, inside the 16th ball, the exercise rider just gave him a little nudge, and he spurted clear in a blink of an eye. Uh, very athletic horse, uh, good-looking horse. I, I think Danza has the athleticism that might be uh, very successful and historically very successful at Churchill Downs. People think, you know, the stretch runner is the one that wins the derby. Actually, it's the horse that can make a move in the second turn. That's where the derby is won. Most derby winners who rally from behind you make up more ground in the turn than they do in the in the stretch. And um, most of the winners, the last two being an exception, um, were on the lead by the time the field hit the eighth ball. So that ability to run the turn is essential, I believe. Danza has that, and I think Intensolidate does as well. He um, won the Risen Star, and he made a huge move in the turn. He was making a huge move in the turn into the Louisiana Derby when he got knocked off stride, and then he started cross-firing, that is, he was leading uh, with his left lead in front, his right lead in behind, and he was just very awkward, nearly hit the inside rail, and lost all chance. But if he can uh, keep focused, I, I think uh, Intense Holiday is coming around, and he's going to be dangerous. Those those three have been very impressive, as well as Metal Count. I think I saw Metal Count work on, was it Saturday, John? I think it was. He worked three quarters, I believe, or maybe five eights. He went out three quarters. But, but I can uh, picture the image of him doing it so easily. And then when he completed the workout, he galloped out so strongly. I think this is a horse who's approaching a huge effort. The uh, question, of course, is will he handle the kickback? Uh, he's, he's Gary, I'm, I'm, I'm losing a little bit. You're breaking up a little bit. I'm not sure if you can stand closer okay. to the window or something like that because what you're saying, I'm, I'm picking up most of it, but uh, I'll, I'll just try to see. But yeah, m- metal count, it seems like uh, Dale Romans has kind of taken the old school uh, uh, way. You know, so many of these horses that come into these races so, uh, you know, lightly raced, and he- here's a horse that, uh, you know, he-, he came back within a week after winning the Transylvania, runs a strong race on the poly track against uh, uh, Dance with Fate, and I did see him train last week, and, and he, he looked fantastic. Um, there's so many opportunities with big scores in here as far as the, the odds are concerned. All eyes on California Chrome, and rightfully so, but uh, there well could be a big price horse sitting out there. Um, in in the, the, the time I've got left, uh, you know, if I gave you $100 and you went to the window, how would you be making your bet? Well, I think I would um, obviously try to beat California Chrome. I think there are two ways to approach this. One is keying him on top and then spreading underneath him and just try to, uh, you know, hit the uh, the big number underneath. Or I, I think I would try to beat him. And um, his uh, chink, his, uh, I think, undoing could be the pace. He's surrounded by speed. She um, too is fast. Uh, Wildcat Red is fast. Um, the horse on the rail, Vickers in Trouble, has to go. If he gets involved in that speed situation, um, the, the pace could heat up. You know, he essentially wants to be on the lead himself or very close to it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Uncle Cy gets blinkers. There's another one. You know, these 
horses aren't Bodemeister fast. None of them are. But but there are several quick horses in there that have moderate speed, and when they get together, they become contentious among themselves, and that could develop into a rapid pace and compromise the favorite. And if that happens, I, you know, I, I think the winner will come from intense holiday. Danza or metal count. I, I, I would I would put those three on top, and then spread underneath them using Candy Boy, uh, certainly Candy Boy, and and a few others, perhaps um, the the Bluegrass winner, and oh I I, I, I suppose uh, oh yes the New York horses. I like the way Samrot looks out there, and Uncle Sai as well. Well, I must say, I, I, I can't argue with any of your picks. Uh, the one horse I'd probably put a little more emphasis on, just for me personally, because I've, I've followed him all along, is Candy Boy. I think that, that uh, John Sadler's kind of brought him up to this race with a plan. I think he, he really didn't want to be as close as he was to California Chrome and Opportunity the last time, but he almost looked like he drugged Gary Stevens there. On the other hand, he was coming off a slight layoff, and he may have benefited from that race. I, I really agree. I, I think uh, he's a very dangerous horse, and the, the layoff between races hurt him, and being close to that pace hurt him as well. He'll be more effective making a late run. He's, he's certainly a horse that could that could be in the winner's circle Saturday. Well, I certainly hope so, because he's probably going to be one of my choices uh, on Topson. I also feel that the tip here is Gary Stevens, you know, he'd been horse shopping uh, for the last several months, and and then it ended up with with Candy Boy, and I think that's a step in the right direction. Well, we've been talking with uh, turf writer Gary West, who's been down at Churchill Downs all week long. Gary, I uh, hope to see you over the next couple of days, and I want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be with us here on Winning Ponies. My pleasure, John, as always. All right. Well, that was Gary West. I want to thank uh, Dan Cronin, and I also want to thank Dan Illman. Uh, some of my favorite guests on this show is lucky to get all three of them. And don't forget, you can get lucky, too. we got the free Winning Ponies Handicapping Contest. Go online, winningponies.com. Get in. It's free. If you're the top winner, you get 300 in cash. You'll see all the prizes listed there. So I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Uh, we've got the Oaks. we got the Derby. And I hope that we gave you a good lead on getting on some winners. Remember, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.